Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. You have the victory. You have the victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. You already have it. Hallelujah. It is a fixed fight. Hallelujah. I don't care where you are in your warfare, in your battle. It's a fixed fight. A fixed fight. Hallelujah. And that means that victory is assured to you. You will be declared the winner at the end. I don't care how many hits you have. Hallelujah. You may not feel like you have enough hits left. You may not feel like you have enough swings left. But God's going to give you a second win to get that knockout punch. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to know that your victory is guaranteed. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know what you're facing or what you're battling. But your victory is guaranteed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. He wrought the victory for us. Amen. On the cross. Hallelujah. He won it. Hallelujah. So every fight we in, it's a fixed fight. Hallelujah. So no matter what happens in the ring, when we get to the last round, that's right, uh, Mrs. Uh, uh, Sister Brayboy, when we get to the last round, hallelujah, God's going to allow us to have the knockout. Hallelujah. And we're going to come out with our hands up. Hallelujah, champions, because we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. When they say, this is how I fight my battles. Hallelujah. Some people may see you now in one season, see you crying, see you weak, see you weary, see you frustrated. Oh, but when the season is over with, hallelujah, you're going to wave your banner. Hallelujah. A victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you want to see the fruit. Hallelujah. Come forth from the fight. Glory to God. I'm in, I'm encouraged tonight. I'm encouraged tonight. I'm encouraged tonight. Hallelujah. Because there's nothing like facing a, a bully. Amen. There's nothing like facing, amen, a trial. Amen. And sometimes in the trial, you can't say nothing. Hallelujah. You can't, you can't really give, you know, what you want to give. You can't really, you know, but and the Lord will put you in a place where your silence, hallelujah, well, he will anoint your silence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I've been there. Amen. Hallelujah. And still reminded that sometimes God will have to use your silence as his weapon. Oh my God. The weaponry against the enemy. Hallelujah. Don't you know that your silent anointing. My God. Silent anointing. Hallelujah. God will anoint your silence. Hallelujah. So to some you may seem like that the victory has been uh, the enemy has won. Hallelujah. Oh, but that's a lie. Hallelujah. You're just getting ready to elevate and walk into something greater. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So don't be upset. Don't, don't frown on when the Lord says don't say anything. God, he's anointing your silence. Hallelujah. Don't you know be, the anointing is even a silent rebuke. Hallelujah. You may not have to say anything, but just walk in the room. Hallelujah. And the anointing of God that is on you and over you, it'll start rebuking the enemy. Even though you may feel them fighting, it'll start rebuking him. You don't have to say a word. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know who this is for tonight, but I tell you, we got to get into the word, but the Lord is on your side. Hallelujah. So be still and know that he is God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We're excited. Amen. Because the Lord is truly good. We honor the Lord in the name of his uh, son, Jesus. Amen. Who is our Savior, our Redeemer. We honor all of you who are here tonight. I honor my husband. Amen. I honor just being alive. It is an honor. 
it's an honor. It is an honor to serve you God's people. Amen. And I want to know, want you to know that just like I've shared over and over, this word comes to me first. So it's not something that I'm just throwing out there. I'm striving each and every day. Amen. Because the echoes come back to me. It preaches back to me over and over. So let's get into the word of God. We're starting from Colossians tonight. Amen. We opened with um, last week talking about faithfulness. And um, I know that sometimes these the things and subjects, you know, they're not always going to be popular. They're not always going to be um, what everybody else is saying. But we want to say what the Lord is saying. Amen. And I have confidence in the fact that God's word will do the work. Amen. God's word will always do the work. So um, it's working for me. Amen. And, you know, whoever comes by and, and watches later will be uh, blessed by the word of God. Amen. And so we are we're in this about servanthood, about being a good steward, about faithfulness. And we're taking our time to I don't want to skim over anything um, that the Lord wants to share with us. Amen. But I want to make sure that everything that he is saying is said um, accurately, it's, it's articulated uh, properly, amen. So I have, amen, just try to take my time and listen to hear what he's saying to me and what he wants us to know for right now and the future, amen. Last week we opened up with faithfulness, amen, faithfulness, amen. And that's, the scripture was based out of Luke chapter 16, and we were just talking about what it really means to be faithful, um, what it means to be faithful. And I know that we all have our own definitions. I know that we all have our, uh, the so many dictionaries can give us a man, a adequate definition of faithfulness. We talked about how faithfulness is about our relationship with God and how our commitment with God is what helps us to be faithful. Our commitment with God, our relationship, and our love for God, um, it helps us to remain in a consistent pattern. Amen. I don't do the things I do just because I'm, I want to be seen or just because I want man's glory, but I do the things I do because I love God. And my love for God makes me consistent. My love for God, it causes me to be committed. Now, do I get it right every time? Absolutely not. Am I, am I, am I, you know, constantly? Absolutely not. But it's a reminder to check my faithfulness and to really see what have I committed myself to? What has changed? Um, amen. And we just ask God to word our mouth tonight. Hallelujah. That he will speak to your hearts. Amen. And we talk about faithfulness. We talk about relationship. Amen. The first thing some most of us think of our minds, we say, you know, faithfulness is relationship. We think about marriage. You think about friendship. You think about being loyal one to another. You think about being in a, a constant a, a, a trend of, of motion where you are loyal to what? You're loyal to them. You're loyal because of who they are to you. You're loyal to uh, your relationship with them and how uh, how they make you not just feel, but how they complete your life, um, how they have uh, brought the best out of you. So you are faithful to make sure that you are a, a good friend, a good, a good sister, a good daughter, a good mother, a good father. You are consistent 
in your actions. You're consistent in your word. We talked about how God's faithfulness toward us, amen, where he forgives us every time, amen, because the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. Hallelujah. His by the word also says that um, uh, every morning we see his mercy, but his, his, his mercy is long suffering. You know, his loving kindness is, is great toward us. And so his faithfulness, he's stuck on us. You know, he's stuck on us. And he, what I am learning is that everything that we go through, um, it comes out for our good. Whatever he does on our behalf, it's really for our good. And he's committed to make sure that the steps we go through in our life get us to our destiny. Even if we detour. Even if we have it go the alternate route, he allows, you know, he, he makes sure that somewhere, somehow, he does everything that he can possibly to make sure that we get to our destination. So he is faithful. He's constant. He's committed to being who he is. And that is God. And so if he, if he is God, amen, and he's committed to being God, we are his people and are his children. And when we are exposed of, of, of worshiping him and, and being in relationship with him. And we say that, you know, we are his children. We have to be committed to being his children. And most of all, committed to being his servants. And that's what we're getting into tonight. Amen. Our, our life being given. Amen. Uh, committed to him. And so when we talk about faithfulness, amen, we, we want to first understand that um, you know, why, why do we need to be faithful? Why? Well, what resonates with me the most is the fact that, um, each of us have life. Each of us have been given life. Life is an opportunity, um, an opportunity to experience and to demonstrate and to share God's power, his ultimate ability. Um, and it's through our gifts and our talents and abilities that we have an opportunity to share God to share what he's doing, to share who he is in the world. Um, we have to also understand that we are in this world, but we are not of this world, and the world is not our home. And what we do in this world, when we come into the knowledge of Christ, we become responsible, but we also become accountable to live by the word of God. And, and living by the word of God takes consistency. It takes a constant a practice. It takes a constant working at, you know, and, and we're not going to always get it right, but it's about striving. It's about striving. And, you know, I was wondering to myself, I said, well, Lord, you know, I, um, I was asking God, you know, what is it that, you know, the words that are coming forth, you know, is, it's not to, to shine light on what we are or are not doing, but to be honest, it's God wants to perfect us. You know, he, he really wants to perfect us because we are in times these perilous times that we are in, we are being challenged. And that challenge for us is whether or not we are going to stay committed to the God that we know, or are we going to fold in like everybody else? Are we going to fold in to what the world is doing? Are we going to fold in to the dynamics of the world, to the pressures of the world? Are we going to also lose hope like some amen have lost hope and if we do do we do we do we have enough strength enough confidence and commitment in God to say I may be in a place of hopelessness but I know a God 
I know a deliverer because I'm not going to lie and say that we don't get discouraged. I'm not going to say that we don't get depressed or we don't get sad. Even as a believer, what I am going to say is that when we find ourselves in those places, we have to consciously, consistent, you know, consciously remember that we have a God that will help and assist us in getting to where we need to be and, and bringing our hope back. Amen. And we have to have a, a desire. And so the things that keep our desires, the things that keep uh, the lifeline uh, alive in us, the things that keep us alive, amen, is connected to the word of God. Hallelujah. So we need the word of God. And so as being a, a believer, a servant of the Lord, amen, we, we accept the word of God as our compass. We accept it as our manual to assist us in serving him and assist us in loving him. Amen. It gives us guidelines on how to be better believers, how to be better people. And so the word tonight, we're just going to be talking about the servant. Amen. Servant. Um, we're talking about being servants and how we serve the Lord. And so when we worship God, that's a part of our service. When we pray, that's a part of our service. It's our worship. It's our intimate uh, communication and relationship with God. When we talk about um, fasting, when we talk anything that we do for the Lord is about service. It's about being his servant. It's about doing what he wills for us to do to satisfy him. Amen. And the things that satisfy him gain gives us great gain. The things that satisfy the Lord gives us great gain. When we follow and obey him, it gives us great gain. Amen. You ever done stuff for someone and it made them happy, but it also made you happy? Amen. You ever given anything to someone and it made them happy, but it also made you happy? And so that's the reality of our relationship with God. When we give unto him and it makes him happy, the glory of the Lord comes right back. And it makes us happy. It fulfills us in a way, amen, that nothing else can. And um, the, the major part of, of servitude and serving and serving the Lord becomes about being obedient to his word. And um, that's what we're getting into tonight. So we're going to start, amen, um, when, we, when we go forth and become of servants. We're, we're talking about submission. We're talking about surrendering. You know, God, Lord, I surrender all. I surrender all to you. And a lot of times we, um, I, I like that because it's, it's telling God that I'm giving something to you. I'm giving myself to you that I would never give to anyone else. I'm, 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 I, I'm giving this all to you, a part of me that only you can have. I'm, I'm giving that part of me that only you can, can use that only you can have and only you know what to do with. Lord, I surrender all. And that notion says that I am giving my entire will unto him. I'm giving, I'm coming under his will so that I can do what he desires for me to do. Because when I do what he desires for me to do, it makes him happy. And because I am a believer and because I love the Lord, I love him so much, I want to make him happy. Anybody just want to make God happy? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I want to make God 
God smile. I want to make him so happy. I want I want to make him happy that he knows and remembers. I want to blow his mind. I want to I want to do something that, you know, not saying I don't know other has done, but when 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 uh he talks about when the when God talks about David, he said that's a man after my own heart. Amen. When when the Bible refers to Enoch, amen, the testimony was that he pleased God because of his faith in him. Amen. He he believed God so much amen that it, it just it made him it made him smile amen and and when you make God so happy when you make God so full and it it, it does not allow him to withhold any good thing from us hallelujah the Bible says amen that he will not withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly before him and that scripture is saying that as long as we are doing what God requires we are we may not be perfect but our hearts our hearts are pure our hearts are right our hearts are in the right place we have the right motives we're doing literally all we can and God accounts our faith as righteousness and so when he does that surely surely Surely, surely, he will pour out blessings upon us. That's what we, we talked about, about being faithful, our heart, our relationship. Amen. We mean to love him. Amen. It's not, I'm not just doing it in ill motives. Hallelujah. But my heart is in it. Amen. And so we're responsible now to, to live up to our commitment to him. When we call him Lord over our lives. Amen. We're saying that he's ruler over it. He has authority over our decisions. He has authority over our uh, our lifestyle. He has authority over uh, what we say, over how we handle situations. He has authority. And so that's something that I believe we all have to, you know, really chew on. God is Lord over my life. So that means I can't just make any decision without his consent. I can't just go my own way. I can't just do what I want to do. You know, first of all, I've been bought with a price. And so I have somebody to answer to. And whether he's physically in, in, my, in my physical, tangible presence, my relationship with him says he is God. Jesus, hallelujah, my relationship says he's God, he's God, and, 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 and I have to fear him, not in a sense where I'm afraid of him, but I have to reverence him, I have to honor him, I have to glorify him, I have to esteem him, amen, in the reverence and in the rank where he belongs because he is God, he's Lord over my life. And he has the final say. So all of my desires, all of my decisions, all of my uh, 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 concerns, I bring before him one by one. I write them down, all of my petitions. I lay them down because he's God. Amen. And we talked about last week about the fact of knowing who we serve. Hallelujah. That is a great assistance in understanding when we know who we are serving when we know who we are in a relationship with hallelujah do you know the god you serve 
Do you know the God that you say you love? Do you know him? And how do you know him? Who do you know him to be? What do you know him to be? If you know him that you know that you know that you know, hallelujah, it's easy to bow. Hallelujah. It's easy to bow in submission. It's easy to humble ourselves when we know that he's God. When we know that he's God that spoke this world into existence. When we know that he's God that parted the Red Sea. When we know he's God that he cancer and lupus and dries up tumors and disperses blood clots when we know that he snatches out cancer hallelujah my god it doesn't it doesn't take too much for us to willingly obey him hallelujah because he has proven to be god amen the faithfulness of god does what he said he's going to do he's going to do what he said he's going to do hallelujah and so when we know and because we know him it's easy for us to serve him serve him serve him and the confidence in our serving him comes from the fact that he has and will always be God to us. The confidence in, in doing what he says is the fact that he has been a God to us. He's made ways out of no ways. He's opened doors that were literally shut in our faith. Face. He has turned, amen, situations completely around. He has turned diagnosis around. He has turned our, our midnight into morning. Hallelujah. He has given us the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness. Amen. That's the kind of God that we have in our life. Amen. He's a, he's a good God. Hallelujah. He's a good God. He doesn't change on you. He's not fickle. He's not wavery. He's not sometimey, but he's the same. He loves you today and he's going to love you more tomorrow. And the next day, the love is going to be greater. And even in our faults and failures, the love grows stronger and stronger. Oh, hallelujah. He answers prayers. Hallelujah. He hears us every time we pray. Hallelujah. God is a good God. He never changes and he never will. Hallelujah. In his consistency of being who he is. Amen. And so as we serve him and honor him, amen, we will discover, amen, that our our walk with him and our commitment to him, he's he's watching. He's looking. He's 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 recording. Amen. He's recording it. So tonight, I want to get to the scriptures because Amen. That was my little introduction. Amen. We're coming from Colossians, the third chapter. Hallelujah. Glory to his holy, holy name. Amen. God has called us. Amen. And, and with all of our gifts, with all of the anointing, with all of um, the, the talents, amen, that he has given to us to operate in and to use, our call, amen, is a call to serve. It's a call to be faithful. Amen. Our call. Amen. So whatever gifts, whatever talents, whatever abilities, whatever capacities, whatever it is he's putting us to do. Amen. Yes, that is the call. But he's called us to do it in faithfulness. He's called us to do it with a committed heart. He's called us to do it uh, um, loving him, doing it because we love him, doing it out of a heart of service. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Colossians, the third chapter. Amen. Verse 22. Verse 22. Amen. And it says, servants, 
Obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord Christ. Okay, for ye serve the Lord Christ, but he that doeth wrong shall receive the wrong which he hath done. And there is no respect of persons. Amen. I encourage you to read that again tonight through and through. Amen. Colossians chapter 3 verses 22 through 25. Amen. I want you to know that faithfulness, servitude, it means something. It means something and it is our our basis for getting to heaven. Amen. I know that we're all striving to uh, to to do our best. Amen. And what God is looking at is our faithfulness to him. Amen. Whether you are out here on mainstream doing anything uh, digitally, whether, you know, whatever it is you're doing, he's requiring us to do it faithfully and i want to first just give a backdrop of the text that i read tonight so we understand that these this text was written and paul was writing and he was explaining to the colossians um first of all in this time i, I first want to acknowledge the fact that um during this time uh there were hired servants uh, in, in, in many homes. I mean, it's just like today, if we were to have, uh, living maids or living servants that would assist us in our daily routine. Um, those who could afford a meta servant had hired servants. There was something common. This was not uncommon during this time. Amen. And what Paul was trying to reiterate to those servants, um, some of them, amen, during that time, they were, uh, Greek um, Jew, you know, all of those things that were going on. So the culture was somewhat different. And the servants of the Lord generally were the ones who believed in Christ. Generally, they had different uh, beliefs than their masters or their uh, their employer. Okay. And so what Paul was trying to reiterate to the working class um, that I want you to remain uh, humble. I want you to remain humble in a place of humility while you're serving your master. Because during that time, the masters were very harsh. Um, some of them were harsh, were rude. Some of them were rude. Some of them, <laughs> almost like some of our employers today, you know, just to be honest, you know, we, we have some harsh supervisors or managers or whatever the case might be who we deal with. And but during that time, um, the harshness led to beatings. Um, during that time, the harshness, it, it was just, it was terrible. So what Paul was trying to say during this time, because the servants uh, were serving God, they were converts, they were serving the Lord. He was encouraging them. I want you to represent Christ on your job. I want you to represent him as a servant of your house, of the house that you're in, but also as the servant of the Lord. 
I want you to represent Jesus Christ, Savior, who came, who was a man sitting in heaven and came down lowly, amen, and became a servant. I want you to represent that namesake of service, amen, because when you do that, when you do that, Christ will be glorified. Um, we're going to get even further. And so uh, the Lord put this scripture in my heart because, amen, and we Fast forward to today, I know that we are not servants per se um, who is working in anyone's home um, any longer. That uh, that time has, has passed and we praise God. Amen. We honor. This is Black History Month. Amen. And my grandmother was a house cleaner. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And some may still caretake for people. Amen. As a profession. Okay. But in, spir in the spiritual part that we want to parallel the text with is the fact that we are servants of the most high God. Amen. We are not hired, but we are called. Hallelujah. Amen. We are not hired, but we are called. Amen. And so the difference is the fact that um, both have a reward in the end that's guaranteed. Amen. Both have the obligation both have the accountability, but the reward is not always something that we see immediately, um, often, however, but God will reward us little at a time, but the ultimate reward comes eternity, in eternity, amen, and so I just want you to be encouraged that your labor, amen, for the Lord is not in vain, amen, and he will, amen, pour out blessings upon you while we're here. Amen. But that's not the greatest reward that he has for us who are faithful. So we're getting into the scripture tonight. When we talk about service, we talk about service. Amen. Service. Um, what comes to our mind, uh, one of the main things is I, I think about customer service. Amen. And you may hear me refer metaphorically to uh, a server uh, in, in a restaurant or to someone in customer service. You will hear me reference that. Amen. But when we talk about um, service, when we talk about service, amen, we're talking about uh, 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 the act uh, of helping, the act of doing what someone has asked uh, uh, you to do. Um, so, for example, as a server in a restaurant, uh, that individual is responsible to wait on tables, to uh, secure and make sure that whatever it is that is, is needed or required or, or requested, amen, they are able and capable to meet that need. And just like those servers, we are servers of the Lord. And one of the biggest major underlying things, if I say nothing else, is that our servitude and our faithfulness is all about obedience. The foundation of our faithfulness, the foundation of serving is about obedience. Um, obedience in the smallest, obedience in the greatest, obedience down the line. And, and this is something that as, as God's children, that um, he wants us to um, uh, just encourage us that he understands. Um, when, when we make mistakes, when we don't do what he wants to do, whatever, we're, we're his children. So he understands. But to re-highlight 
um, the fact of obeying. Amen. And when we obey, the definition of obeying is that we have listened. We're listening. We are following some kind of instruction. We're following a command. We're following a request. And um, we're, we're listening after or carrying out something that we were asked to do. So as a server... Um, generally when we're in a restaurant, they'll ask you, you know, my name is so-and-so, um, glad that you came in tonight. Um, these are our specials. This is what's going on. How can I help you? How can I serve you? Or what can I get you to drink? What can I get you? You know, and I just want to pause and ask a little quick question, maybe for something you to think about. Have you asked God lately, what can you get for him? What can you get for him? What can you do for him? What, you know, God, can I get you anything? God, are you thirsty? God, are you, are you, you need something? What, what can I get for you? What can I, what can I do for you? What can I, so I want you to think about if you've asked the Lord that lately. I want you to think about that. So, you know how it goes. Server takes the order. Now, the server writes down the order. So if I say I would like uh, uh, water with, with lemon, I would, someone else say I like a Coke, someone else say, so she's taking orders, she's taking requests. And I just want to encourage us that God has been giving us requests after requests after requests. Amen. He's given us a, a whole Bible that are, are full of requests full of, of commandments, full of orders. Amen. And I know, like I said before, we're not going to literally try to, you know, get everything right in one day. But if we're in the motion of doing what we have to do each and every day, or if God has put something in our heart recently, amen, the question is, have you done it yet? That's the question. Have you, are you working towards getting what God ordered? Are you working towards getting what God ordered? Are you working towards getting what God ordered? Are you working towards fulfilling what he ordered in your life? Okay. So it's, it's important that we understand obedience. Our obedience is an act of submission. It is an act to say that because he's God, here we go again. I am obligated. I am I have to obey what he says. I have to do what he requests because he's God. He has, he's Lord over me. He has called me. Amen. He has put me in a place that I have to serve him. And even the other, and I was praying and, and the Lord even put this in my heart that even on our job, he's requiring us to obey people who have rule over us. That's the word. Obey them that have rule over you. That's the word. Amen. And so it's not just, you know, obey God, but then don't obey your manager. Don't, you know, it's about your manager, your supervisor, your director, this and the third. Now, when your obedience or, or, or the, the request compromises your faith and compromises your mandate and relationship with God, that's when we have to confront the Lord and say, now, Lord, they want me to do this. But you don't want me to do that. They want me to say this, but you don't want me to say that. So that's where we have to bring everything, as we say before, under his lordship and say, God, I need you to direct me because 
Now, the person who has ruled over me is, is, is putting me in a position where if, if I don't go and do what they want, you know, if I do what they want, I'm going to compromise. But if I don't, I'm going to please you, but I can risk losing my job. What's more important? Lord, which way do you want me to go? Amen. And so that's the subject of matter of your heart, where your heart is, where your trust is, where your faith is. Amen. Moving forward, we are servants of the Lord. I am a servant of the Lord. And can and the question is, can I follow instructions? Can I follow through with instructions? Can I do what satisfies him? Can I, can I do something to make God happy? Can I meet his need where he is? Can I do whatever is asked of me in the, in, in the parameters of his will? Amen. We, we, we are called to this thing. Amen. So when I render service to him, when I, when I render service to him, it's, it's not just, amen, an act for, for him to see that I'm doing something. It's not just an act for him to say, oh, look at her. She's doing, I told her no. But my heart, as I said earlier, our heart says, I, I'm doing this because I love you and I'm going to carry it out with so much care, with so much diligence, with so much carefulness, with so much attention because God gave me a word. God gave me an assignment. God gave me a mission and the honor in the fact that he gave me something to do. Amen. That I need to carry this out in such a way that he knows that I love him and I'm going to do the best that I can do. I'm going to use the resources that I have because I I want to please him. Everything I do has to be for God. Everything I do has to be because I love him and I want to please him. All right. So a servant. We know a servant is one. Amen. One that gives himself unto another's will. One who is considered a slave, a bondman. Amen. One who's considered devoted. Amen. To another person to the disregard of one's own interest. So I'm devoted to God, but yet I disregard my own interest because my own interest comes second. If God has a desire for my life, I have to accept his desire over mine. Why? Because I love him. I love him that much. I love him that much. Amen. And so when God uh, allows us to become his servants, Amen. We're serving him. Amen. We're serving him out of our hearts. Amen. I want you to know, as I said before, he is paying attention. He is paying attention. He's watching to see how he's being treated. Okay. Like in a restaurant, when we are serving, when, when, when that server is serving, amen, and we're sitting there. Now, you know, some of us mark the time we sit down from the next, from the first time someone greets us to the next time we send them to get us something. And I want you to know that God is watching us. He's watching how he's being treated. He's watching how, oh, hallelujah, glory to God. He's watching how he's being served. He's watching how he's being talked about. He's watching how he's being handled in our lives. He's paying attention to how I'm treating him. He's noticing how I'm responding to his command, how I'm responding to his word. He's listening to hear what I'm saying about what he said. He's listening to what I'm saying to others about what he said. He's listening about uh, what my decision is about what he said. 
what will he say in the judgment about how I'm treating him? And I tell you the questions that, are, that I'm saying right now, they came to me so strongly and I had to really reconsider some things. What will he say about me in the judgment? But now I want to know what is God saying about me right now? Jesus. Oh my God. What is God? Listen. He, he's the one at the table. Hallelujah. He's, he's sitting on his throne. Waiting to be served. Waiting for us to give him ourselves waiting for us to do what we said we were going to do waiting for us to live out the word if that's nothing more alone waiting for us to just become consistent obedient he may have given us a prayer time and he like um i came but they weren't there i normally call them around six o'clock i came to visit but they weren't there I came at 12, I came at 3, I came at 4, I came in the midnight, I nudged you, you didn't want to meet me. So he's sitting, hallelujah, Jesus. And I'm like I said, this is just, this is for us, You, we're just talking. But he's sitting waiting to be served, waiting for a willing person that says, I will be inconvenienced. For the rest of my life. Hallelujah. Thank you God. Hallelujah Jesus. I will be inconvenienced. I will, I will put my hair back. I will put on a uniform. I will dress for the weather. I'll dress for the storm. I'll dress for the work. I'll do what I have to do. To serve you. To give you what you asked for. To give you what you're looking for. To give you what your appetite, hallelujah, is looking for. God has an appetite. Oh my God, hallelujah. Thank you, glory to God. I said God has an appetite, hallelujah. And he's looking, hallelujah, through hallelujah, yes God. He is looking, hallelujah, for me. He's looking for me. He's, he's, he's looking for you to satisfy his appetite through your obedience. If we can just do what he says do. If it's no more than calling somebody and saying the Lord loves you. Amen. We are his ambassadors. The Bible says that we are to make disciples. You're a disciple. Make some more. When was the last time we shared anything about God? We shared our testimony. We were we talked so many about so many other things on our job, TV shows, the 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 world situation, COVID. We talk about hallelujah polit politics, the president, the universe, hallelujah, our hair, our nails, our skin, our makeup, our dresses, our shoes. But when are we going to make the name of God great again? When when will we rekindle? The fire in our relationship with God to the point where we have to tell somebody about Jesus. Remember, you remember the time that you got saved? Do you remember when the Lord delivered you? Do you remember that time when God just cleaned you up so 
drastically. And I mean, it was a gutty type of clean out. It was a gutty type of showdown. Whether you were in a church, whether you were in your house, and you were at the point of you were in a bad place. And that one time you called on Jesus, that one time, hallelujah, that you got to the brinks of, of committing suicide, the one time where you were going to take those pills, the one time you were you were at the edge of, of, of losing it, but you called on the name of God and he came rushing in. Hallelujah. As the present help. Have you told anybody about that? Have you told people that you don't have to get on manic depressants? You don't have to get on suppressive medications to keep your mind and your chemical in a balance in, in a stable. You don't, you know, have you told that God is a deliverer? Have you told him that you were once that woman who was ashamed, who was a whoremonger, who was this or that, but God broke the curse off of your life. And so God, he's just, he's just waiting. He is just waiting to be served. He's just waiting to be served. And when and, and 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 when you when you tell someone else about him, he's being served. He said, "Oh, I like that. That's that's that smells good." When 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 we stand up for him and we don't let people, Amen, uh, openly uh, uh, denounce him that that oh God's not real. When well, why would he let all people die? We will stand up and say, "Surely, surely the Lord our God is merciful." Surely, surely the Lord our God is the King of Kings. He reigns on the just as well as the unjust. Surely, surely our righteous God is sovereign. He can do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants to do it. He's being served. When we magnify him, he's being served. Hallelujah. Let me move. Let me move. Let me move. What is God saying about me right now? Amen. And, 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 and a part of me, I want to know. But the other part of me is like, Lord, just whew, just hold it for one second. Because I know me. I know that there are things that I am not doing. I know that I haven't, I'm not really doing my very best. I know. And so I can't, I'm not going to get on here and, and try to talk to you about, <laughs> I'm just being honest. Amen. Our lives, God has, amen, our lives mapped. He has our lives mapped. He has our steps ordered. Amen. He has every step. So everything that has happened in your life, I want you to know he's going to use it. He, God is not a wasteful God. There's nothing in your life that he will throw to waste unless he wants it to be wasted out. But every encounter in your life, God will use it for his glory. Are you serving God? Is God being served? through you is God is God getting something from you is God getting something from you amen is he getting something from you is he getting anything from you does he have your all does he have your attention does he have your affection does he have your submission does he know that 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 when he tells you to do something that you're not going to walk away and stomp your feet and mumble I'm going to read this other scripture that I have in Titus, and, and this thing tickled me so because I it's I'm telling you the word found me. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to me. I'm preaching. We we talking to we talking to all of us tonight. We talking to all of us tonight. Hallelujah. 
glory to his name, Titus, the second chapter, amen, hallelujah, Titus, the second chapter, and we're moving, we're moving, the second chapter in Titus, and verse 9, I'm going to read this, because you're going to find out in a minute where I'm going, exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters, and to please them well in all things, not answering again. <laughs> Not answering again. And when I first read that, the Holy Ghost, it really got me. Because it's like, no more talking back. Me. No more talking back. What happened when uh, uh, Jonah, God told Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to preach repentance to them. Jonah said, in my summary, in, in my sum, summation of the scripture, own words, Jonah said, Lord, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Those are sinful people. They are not going to repent. I am not doing that. Now, Jonah, first of all, the fact that he talked back, pride, the capital P, that's that ugly thing that God hates, pride. And pride will kill us every time. Pride will keep us from doing things the right way, doing things God's way, doing things in love. It'll, it'll, kill, the whole, it'll kill the whole plan. We'll have to start all over again in humble submission because God's not going to receive it. Jonah had the nerve. He forgot who he was talking to. He had the nerve to say, Lord, I'm not doing that. You know those people ain't going to repent. I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> and go down there and preach anything to them because they're hard-headed. They're not going to repent. But Jonah forgot who he was talking to. First of all, we don't talk to God any kind of way. Okay? We, don't, we shouldn't be talking to our managers, supervisors, on our jobs any kind of way. As if they're equal to us. Yes, we're all flesh. But corporately, the rank is they are over us. Spiritually, God is Lord over us. We do not have the audacity, should not have the audacity to talk back to God as if he's on our level. He's not on our level. He's God. And when God gives us a commandment, the fact that he even gave us something to do, we should be honored. But when we are full of pride, pride when we're self-indulged, all about us, you know, the first thing Jonah said, I, I'm, not, I'm not going down there. Have you ever told God no? I'm raising my hand. Have you ever mentioned anything about yourself after you said no? I'm raising my hand again. Lord, I, you know I can't do that. You know, we'll mention everything about us. Forgetting. And I believe, I sincerely believe that, and I believe it because I experienced it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I believe and I know when I respond that way, I'm not sober. I, I, I can't be. Because I would not talk to God that way. You get what I'm saying? If we were in the right frame of mind, if we were in the right state, thinking properly, we would not talk back to God so much like we do. So the scripture goes on to say, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity. Uh-huh. That they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. So, 
basically not not doing it in a way where you're, you're doing it uh, gripingly. You know, you're not trying to steal an opportunity. You're not trying to, but you're, you're doing it because of the name of the Lord. And so what are you saying? What are you saying? I'm saying that we have to, first of all, repent, go back, ask the Lord to forgive us and ask us, ask God to unharden our hearts so that we have hearts of flesh that will realize that we're able to have the ability to humble ourselves, that we are not uh, uh, struck with the venom of, of, of pride and arrogance, that we are not so self-indulged that we will think even to open our mouth against the God of heaven and earth, that we will humbly and be in, in a trembling portion in our heart and our spirit to say, yes, Lord, thy servant hears you. Oh, Jesus. What do we say? Obedience. Obedience is hearing the instruction and following what God said. I obey. I heard God tell me something and I'm following what he said. Samuel says, Lord, thy servant, thy servant, thy servant hears you. So when God says something, we have to make sure that we're in an humble place. Our heart is in a posture of humility so that we can say, Lord, thy servant hear you. I hear you, Lord. Now, I'm not going to lie and say that that's easy. I'm going to say that it is challenging because you're dealing with your flesh and your flesh will naturally disobey God. And that's why we have to be consistent, faithful in our prayers, faithful and consistent in our worship, faithful and consistent in our serving God daily because the flesh will always try to find an opportunity to make you an enemy against God, to make you rebel, to make you say no, to make you speak out of turn, to make you cross over the line. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we as servants of Christ, Amen. We want to get to a place where our flesh doesn't have the upper hand. But if we're consistent in our prayer, consistent in our reading the word, consistent in our fasting, consistent in serving the Lord daily. Amen. When God decides to speak to us, amen, we're in a posture, amen, to be open and ready to receive what he is saying. We're in a readiness to go and do what that what God has called us to do. Just like the server in the restaurant. When she's proud, when he's proud all about himself and feel like they have better things to do, what happens? They're grouchy. They don't want to get you no more refills. You're done for the night. They want they hurry up and get your check. You could be sitting there conversing with those who you are with, and that server, you ask him for, for something else. You ask him for another thing, and it's like it's breaking their heart. Just to go get you some more water. Just to go get you. Why are we griping about doing what God has called us to do? He found us worthy enough to do what he has called us to do. Why are we dragging our feet? Why are we uh, scuffling through our prayer life? It's an honor to open your eyes in the morning and say, thank you, Jesus. It's an honor to be in the presence of God. God has given us the access to call on his name morning, noon, night, in between. Where are we? Where are we? Where am I? Where am I? So, so what I'm saying is that as a servant, 
as a servant, we need to serve God in all humility, in all humility, amen, show forth, oh, it's an honor to be here, oh my God, you want me to serve you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, you know, me, little old me, little old me, all my flaws, I'm not the best, but I'm going to do my best. And when God sees that we're doing our best out of a pure heart, that's why he rewards us. Because we're consistent. We're faithful. We can execute it. We can act. Amen. And, 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 and immediate, immediately and in an emergency, we know how to think quickly because our minds are clear. It's not stuck on ourselves or what we want to get out of it. How much tip we're going to leave. Hallelujah. You have those servants that time you and see when we get up, just, just to go back to check their tip, you have the wrong attitude. You have the wrong mindset. If all we want out of God is his blessings, if all we want out of God is favor, if all we want is it's my season, it's my season for the rest of our life, there comes a time where we have to be students again. The word says to take my yoke upon you and learn of me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light amen we should know more about god today than we did yesterday we should learn more about the scriptures than we did yesterday when we learn of god we're getting to know the god that we love hallelujah so if all we're doing is trying to get his blessings i want you to know it's going to be a short run it's going to be short-lived it's not going to profit you anything my god but when you give your heart to god and you become his servant jesus my God, the, the strength that he gives you when you serve him, the anointing that he gives you when you serve him so that when you call on his name, when you are in a situation and you desperately need him, your life and your pattern of faithfulness, hallelujah, yes, God, my relationship of faithfulness and consistency, it adds up, it adds up, it adds up. So when I call on the name of Jesus, he don't take his time to come. I don't have to break through the strongholds in my mind. I don't have to break through the walls of pride. I don't have to break through and go through, forgive me this, forgive me for that, try to straighten that out. All I got to do is say, Jesus, and he comes, he comes, he comes because the faithfulness that he has recorded out of my life is matching with the word of God. It's matching with my need. And he's quick to come to my need. Hallelujah. He's quick to respond. He's quick to act. He's quick to move because of the faithfulness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You know, we're living in a time where people are wondering why things aren't working. You know, let me get to the scripture where people are wondering why excuse me I just had to readjust myself people are wondering why things aren't aren't working um you know we have to our, our our what we say out of our mouth has to match our faith in God which also needs to match what we believe through his word amen it's no point of us saying we can quote scriptures from a to z but if our faith doesn't match any of those things Nothing's gonna. Well, the Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Let me move forward. Our obedience is a measure of our accountability. Our obedience, amen, is a measure of our accountability. God is sitting, and I said earlier, He's waiting to be served. He's waiting to see because He's holding us to the mark. 
he's holding us accountable. He's he's holding us to to the to the mark. Amen. And 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 he's he's listening. He's watching. Amen. And so our obedience is saying that no matter if I come if I come tired, no matter if I come and I'm and I'm and I'm hurting, no matter if I come and, and I'm weary, the fact that I made a commitment to God that I will be there, I'm gonna be there. So I have to serve him in the good times. I have to serve him in the bad times. I have to serve him when my heart is overwhelmed because I know that he is a consoler. He is a comfort. I have to go to him as the rock of ages. I go to him when I'm overwhelmed, when I can't find the words to say, even though, hallelujah, has anybody ever been in a place where you're so overwhelmed and you have a normal prayer time, you try to get there, you try to be on time for prayer. You try to be there and you can't utter a word, but your moaning and your groaning, they have to speak for you. Your tears have to speak for you. Your ums have to speak for you. Don't you know God is watching and he is going to bless you for being faithful. Can I, can I trust him while everything is going crazy? Can I trust him when the bottom falls out, when the rug is pulled from under me? Amen. 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 The scripture is talking about servants. Amen. Obey in all things. Amen. Obey God in all things. Amen. Obey God no matter what. Don't do the things that, that is right to do for people to acknowledge you. Don't, don't do it for people to congratulate you and to give you accolades. But do it because you love God. Do it because you're doing it for God. Do it because you serve God. We serve God. We serve God. Am I going to stop in the middle of the race because it's too hard? Am I going to stop because this situation almost took everything I had? Am I going to stop because I don't feel confident anymore? Am I going to stop? Hallelujah. Or am I going to, to, to be like Ephesians 6 and 10? It says to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Am I going to continue to make excuses for my, for my slack and my lazy and slothfulness? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Am I going to be loyal and, and talk and give myself a pep talk and say, come on, Crystal, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Come on, Crystal. Come on, get yourself together. Sometimes you have to talk to yourself. You have to talk yourself out of the pity party. You have to talk yourself out of the tears, out of the out of that moaning, out of that pit. Amen. So that God can give you clear instructions on what he desires for you to do. Amen. Uh, the condition of our heart. The condition of our heart is the most important thing. And I'm reiterating and being redundant because God, he just wants us to be reminded that he is present. He is present. He wants us to be sincere. Amen. And, and do things in excellence. Don't you know when you're sincere, you go above and beyond. I remember growing up, um, my mother used to have us wash the dishes. And, uh, I hated washing dishes. <laughs> I hated washing dishes. I could do anything else. But I hated washing dishes because I felt like I was just standing there washing. I just, I was just standing there. I was just standing there. Like, this is so boring. There's no excitement at all. 
And while I hate it, and, and there were times where my older sister, Lord bless her heart, she would do them for me. I would get cranky, I'm tired, you know, the whole thing, you know, I, she, she kind of spoiled me. But it came a time where my mom, she had a, a hard talk with us. I can't remember what it was, but it, it did something to my heart and it made me think that I wasn't doing my part, you know, it made me think I wasn't doing my best. I was doing good here, but over there it just wasn't so good. And it's like having a pep talk with God where he will build you up. You know, sister, so-and-so, you're doing an awesome job. And I'm pouring this into, I'm calling you and you're, you're amazing, you know, but I want you to come up here because the fact is I see your heart and I know your heart and you can do so much better if you put your heart into it. It will turn out so much better if you put your heart into it. Have you ever tried to do something in a rush, you know, at the last minute, just on the whim? God doesn't want that because he knows that we're better than that. He knows that when we really worship him and get to that height and climate of worship, not only will he be glorified to the highest level from us, but we will be blessed because we've entered into a realm of his presence. So that's why he says, push past your feelings push past your your fleshly emotions because they're real they're there yes you're tired yes you don't feel like it yes yes you're grieving and it hurts but when you get yourself together and you remember who I am and you push past your limit for that moment there is such a breakthrough so what what did I'm saying just being sincere alone is most of our keys to our next breakthrough when we are sincere at heart, it changes our outlook on it. We'll see, oh, you know what? I could do a better job. I don't have to do, uh, it, it could be a report. You know, you try to write that report the night before, but you give yourself some more time. You think on it. You really put a better perspective on trying to do a good job because you really want to. Sincerity will help you open up and see a greater way, a better way, a more efficient way, a way of excellence. God wants us to do things in excellence because he's watching. Our servanthood, our servanthood, he has allowed us. Amen. And like I said, this is also for us naturally, even on our jobs. God has given us employment. God has given us, um, you know, the opportunity to have income. And as I said before, we cannot... We cannot, we cannot, and I'm like I said, I'm talking to myself as well. We cannot be on these jobs. And whether people know or don't know that we're Christians, whether people know or don't know the God that we serve, but we know that God is with us. Everything is not the devil. Most times it's our attitude. It's our disposition. It's how we responded to a situation. It's how we flamed the fire in a situation. It's how we let our, our attitude go off. It's, it's, it's normally it's us. If I can just be honest, it's us. You know, we took things the wrong way. We were so stuck on ourselves. We thought it was about us on these jobs that God has given us. And think about it. You still there. <laughs> they may have had every right to fire you, every right to let you go, but God allowed you to be there. And the lesson he wants us to learn is that I want you to go to work as if you're working for me. I want you to serve and I want you to be the best in your capacity. Even though you may disagree, even though it doesn't make sense, if you do what is right to do, guess what? God is going to be glorified in that. It'll work out. It'll pan out. It will pan out. Hallelujah. Our servanthood takes sobriety, as I said earlier. 
And our sobriety requires us to be consistent in our walk with God, in our communication with the Lord. We have to walk soberly because we have an adversary. The Bible tells us in Peter, the adversary is as a roar lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. And the only way he can devour us is if we are off our game. The only way he can devour us is if we are drunken in our own way, in our own flesh, in our own will. If we are lost in the sauce, if we don't have clarity of thought, if our mind is everywhere but on God, if our mind, hallelujah, is on ourselves, if our mind is constantly feeding off of things on social media, the TV, the radio. Come on. There has to be a moment where we sober up in our thinking. We sober up in our clarity and our understanding. We have to take mental breaks naturally from day-to-day -day living. We're human beings. We have a brain and it gets tired. And we have to set aside time to digress, to meditate, to breathe in and out, to clear our thoughts. Because one thing I have learned and am learning is that God tries to speak to us, but because there's so much going on, there's so much noise in our mind that we cannot hear what he's saying. There's so much noise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Silence our mind. Sometimes you have to go outside, sit in the car, roll the windows down. Sometimes you have to go for a ride and don't say anything. Sometimes you just have to get in a quiet place, sit your head back. Sometimes you fall asleep and that's good. Because when your mind can digress and get into a meditating state, What's happening is your brain cells, everything is coming all the way down, naturally and spiritually. And I'm telling you this as a witness. We can work overload. Many of us are, are used to working in overload status. Overload status. We know something sometimes, especially in the medical field, in a field where things are constant, fast-paced. Sometimes we can do things with our eyes closed. But there comes a time. There comes a time where your mind needs to rewind. And we have to do extra. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because we are believers. And because we have uh, two battles. Different battles. Different worlds. Because we're in this world. But we are of a spirit world. Because, you understand what I'm saying? Because we, we're, we're, we, we're living the world. But we are operating as kingdom citizens. So I'm in this world. But I'm a kingdom citizen. I'm living off of the realm and the promises of the world. I have to do extra. And, and God does not want us to get tired because we have to do extra. Because our extra is our service. It's reasonable. So if I have to take extra steps to digress. I have to take extra steps to make sure that I'm walking into work with a sober mind. So I can't walk into work. Rebuking and warring. Um, let me rephrase that. I can't walk into work with a cluttered mind. Because even though I'm walking into work 
rebuking the enemy and the adversary at work. I have to defeat that adversary up here. I have to make sure that he's in his place, that he does not have the authority over my, my, my vision today. He doesn't have the authority over my ears today. He doesn't have the authority over my mouth today so that when I walk into work, I'm already geared and ready in a warring position. Whether I have to defend or offend that day or not, uh, 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 verbatim, you know, I'm not saying everything's, every day something's going to happen, but I'm saying being in a place of readiness. I'm not aggressive, I'm, but I'm in a place. I'm in a place. And that sober place keeps me centered. It keeps me at my core. It keeps me in the place where if God needs to tap me on my shoulder and tell me to be quiet, I'm in a place that I can hear him. I'm in a place where if, if he needs me to... Whatever it is, I can be still, I can hear him, I can execute it, I can do it with a clear mind. Our service is based upon obedience. Can we follow instructions? Can we, can we do it without talking back? Can we do it without talking back? Amen. Can we do it without talking back? So I am, looks like I'm, I believe I'm finished for tonight. And I, and I hope that this got across clearly because I literally just wanted to have a spiritual conversation with you in regards to servanthood. Amen. So the, the, the sobriety means that I'm not going to allow my flesh to be enticed by the enemy. I'm not going to let it drag my thoughts out and take me out of myself so that I can't even think. I'm not going to be overtaken by my lustful thoughts or my lustful desires about this world. Amen. That's in Titus 2. Amen. Titus 2 chapter 9. I'm not going to be led away. By my by the, the lustful desires of this world. And the, and the scripture says in verse 12. It says teaching us that denying ungodliness. And worldly lust. We should live soberly. Righteously and godly. In this present world. This is a part of our service. I am living in this world as a kingdom citizen. And so I'm not going to get it right all the time, but I have to get it right sometime. I have to I have to master, I have to get myself to a place. We have to get ourselves to a place that we can walk soberly because the bar is set the bar is set and that bar that standard is the standard of holiness we talked a while ago about holiness holiness in all manner of conversation all manner of our lifestyle all manner of behavior our mental behavior what we say, how we treat people, all of that calculates into living holy. All of it calculates into serving the Lord with your whole heart. All of it calculates. Ephesians 4, 22, it says, And therefore putting off the old man and putting on, putting off the old man because the old man is corrupt. We will always contend with our flesh. And if we can overcome and keep this flesh under subjection, if we can win the battle 
of, of overcoming our will of the flesh and follow the will of God, we have literally won half the battle because that is our greatest fight. Our flesh is the enemy of our very soul. It's the enemy of our destiny. And one thing the Lord dropped and put in my spirit, don't allow your flesh to deter you from your destiny. Desiring things that you really don't, that your soul doesn't want. Desiring things that you don't want. Hallelujah to Jesus. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. I'm in Ephesians chapter 4. You can read it. Let no corrupt communication. God has made you better. He's made you better. He's made you better. You do not have to talk the same. We don't have to talk like the world talks. We don't have to communicate ugly and shaking our head and snapping our fingers and giving, getting with people just to walk away and say, yeah, I told them, I set them straight. Why would we celebrate in evil speaking, knowing that God was in the conversation as well? And even though justifiably what we said may have been right, but was it the right time to say it? Was it seasoned in love? Hallelujah. Was it wrapped in kindness? Was it in a way that they didn't even realize that you were rebuking them, but you were trying to help them and love them? Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to go to a few scriptures as I close because I want to leave some things in your hearing. Because I know I've done a lot of, of talking and I know that the Lord has been speaking. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because he is yet still waiting to be served. He's waiting for a people to serve him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God has given us so many opportunities and so many things in his word that will assist us in how we should carry and conduct ourselves in the public, how we should conduct ourselves in the marketplace. God does not long to be embarrassed. He does not long for his name to be profaned. He does not long for him to be drugged out as if he's that kind of God. Because these people are in trouble. And I think that's the basis of where we're going tonight as servants of the Lord. Hallelujah. Sometimes we have to take, amen, the slack. Sometimes we have to take the whipping. Sometimes we have to take, amen, being mistreated, amen, at work to save their soul. Hallelujah to God. Glory to Jesus. I'm going to read a few scriptures because I'm, the Lord wants to get a, a message across tonight. And I don't want to be in his way. Hallelujah. God wants us to, uh, to evaluate our conduct and how we are living, how we are serving him. Amen. In every capacity of life. In every capacity of life. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. God is looking for us to be a people of excellence, a people of respect. Hallelujah. A people that don't mind uh, putting others before us. Because the truth is what God has for us, it's for us. We have no reason to be jealous of each other. We have no reason to compete Against one another. Because what God has for you. You just got to wait your turn. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. That is First uh, Peter 4 and 7. Amen. There's a particular scripture. Amen. That I wanted to get to tonight because it talks about how even when your managers, your supervisors, even when people uh, abuse you or verbally abuse you or, or even when you're done wrong. Amen. To still remain faithful and consistent in your capacity, in your assignment. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The word tells us to let our words be seasoned. Let our words be seasoned. Amen. With love. Hallelujah. Colossians 4 and 6 says, let your speech be always with grace. Seasoned with salt that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Let our words be full of grace. Amen. There are a lot of times where that person deserves, deserves to be told off, deserves. And when I say deserves, it, they had it coming. What they did was wrong, whatever the case might be. But we are not their judge. And we have to make sure that we, we do things slowly and in the right attitude because we are representatives of Jesus Christ. And so at one point, they may know that we are believers, but whether they know or not, and that's what I want to reiterate, whether people know or not, you know that you serve God and you are going to be held accountable for the words that you speak out of your mouth because death and life are in your tongue. So whatever you create, whatever you summons out of your mouth into that individual, you are going to be accountable for that. So you have to make sure that your words are going out equally and according to the scripture. And I'm not saying that you're going to you're not going to lose off the handle, but when you realize, when you come into the knowledge that, "Oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have really talked to that person that way." Let God allow an opportunity for you to humble yourself and go and say apologize. There have been many times I had to go back into a store and talk to that manager and say, "You know what? Even though I'm sorry, there were many times I had to call people aside and say, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been that sharp with you because I didn't get my way or because whatever. Or even even if they were wrong, I, sometimes I said, you know what? I didn't even mean to say it like that. Humility is a part of our service. It's, it is not uncommon to make a mistake. But we can't be so great and big and stuck on ourselves like, I don't never make no mistakes. I don't. Well, yes, you do. We all have fallen short and we will continue to in a sense of being a human person but our response in our heart the, the 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 position of our heart and how we recover from those things as a servant of the lord is going to matter the most in our relationship with god hallelujah to jesus so i want to challenge you as god has challenged me hallelujah take your service, take your service to the next level. Take your service to the next level. And I want you to first think about your service to the Lord. I want you to think about what you have or haven't been doing. It's just between you and God. I want you to think about what you can do better. I want you to think about what you can, you know, uh, master. Areas where you kind of just did things just because, you know, for example, God may have given you a word for someone and, um, you just released it. You just, you know, you really didn't pray about that word. You really didn't seek God for, you know, any further instructions. But you were just so, you got a word. But 
let's 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 in, in involve ourselves in the instructions. Okay, well, Lord, you told me to do this. Well, how do you want me to do it? What resources can I use to get it done? Who can I involve if you want anyone? How do you want this carried out? Don't you know when you start asking questions and you begin to pull on God and converse, He'll He'll give you strategies. He'll give you He'll Oh He'll open up your mind. He'll open up a, a new way of thinking, and He'll cause you to think differently, so that you're not going with your own uh, assumptions about how it is. And I I have learned that sometimes we run with the Word of God, and because we may have done something. But the reaction or the result of it came out totally backwards. And it caught us, catches us by surprise. But if I had stayed and asked God and, and really got instructions and really got strategy and really got an understanding of what he meant, not what I took it as, not what I assumed it, with all that getting, get understanding. And so when God begins to, to, to work in your life and give you instruction about what he wants you to do, Talk back to him. It's, it's not like he just dropped something on you and he, he expects you to go with, with all the know-how. Ask him some questions. Ask him some questions. Ask him some questions. So the challenge is to take, take your service to the next level. And this time, do it from your heart. And do it for the Lord. So even on your corporate jobs, I know that, you know, we have some managers and corporations out there who are ruthless, insensitive, all of those type of things. But you were hired. You were put in that position for a reason and a purpose. And God allowed that door to open for you. And if he hasn't released you to another department, if he hasn't released you to another opportunity, if nothing else is and right now, you're just in a holding place. I want you to begin to first honor God for being there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to give God glory while you're in a tight place. I want you to begin to honor God for being in a tight place. Thank you, Jesus. Because in that tight place, God is going to reveal something to you about you. That you have never seen. He's going to reveal something to you about him. Whom you have never realized. And about the situation. About the, about the job. He's going to reveal his glory. So honor God that you're in that position. Secondly. Begin to ask him. How. How to maneuver. How to do things. The way that they need to be done. Unto him. Unto him. Follow the rules, but how can you do this to where it pleases him? Elevate your service. If you've been slacking some areas on your job, slacking some areas in your relationship with God, sharpen them up. You got it in you. You've got the strength. Push yourself. Talk to yourself. Motivate yourself. I know it's hard sometimes to, to be self-motivated. But look at yourself in the mirror and say, who I am and what I have holds value and holds weight because I've got God on the inside of me hallelujah challenge the challenge is on take your service to the next level take your commitment to God to the next level you take it you take it take your worship to the next level because like I said God is sitting just like we sit at the restaurant, twiddling on our thumb, waiting around. 
Is anybody going to come see about me? Anybody going to come ask me what I need? God's waiting to be served. And you've been called to serve him. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Romans 12 and 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you what? Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Hallelujah. Take your service to the next level. I'm done for tonight. Hallelujah. I pray the Lord has encouraged your heart. Hallelujah. As he has mine. Simply by you being here. Simply by you being here and sharing in with me the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. So be encouraged, my sisters and my brothers. And know that you are not far off. You are on the right track. You are in your moment. You are in your time. Hallelujah. He's with you. He's with you. So cry. Scream. Release the stress. Release the worry. Hallelujah. Cast your cares upon him. You got to tell him everything. Because he already knows. Cast your cares upon him. Because he's caring for you. And he's put something in you. That's going to make him happy. So through all of this. Once you get done crying. Once you get done screaming. Once you get done venting to God. Worship him. Hallelujah. Mm, have your way, God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Let your voice be heard tonight. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. After you get done crying. After you get done fussing. After you get done stressing. After you get it all out, I want you to worship him. Put a song on your lips. Put a song on your lips and begin to worship him. And watch God bring you into his presence. And give you strength to carry out your servanthood with him. You haven't lost. The battle was not won over by the enemy. The fact that you're here tonight, God is just reminding you. There's some good service in you. Just humble yourself and let him help you. Let him help you. Amen. I pray. I am praying for you. You can do all things through Jesus Christ. And his strength. Your faithfulness sometimes is can be overlooked. Your faithfulness can be overlooked. Sometimes people have no 
idea what you deal with internally. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Sometimes we struggle internally with things that have nothing to do with nothing to do with the work, nothing to do with church, nothing to do with but there's some things that go on on the inside as we walk with God. Questions that are not always answered, concerns that we have. Emotionally, we go through. Hallelujah. Sometimes after we poured out to some so many and we really need a true impartation. And you wonder, Lord, 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 when, where, or how. I want you to know that God is with you. And he's here for you. He's with you and he's here for you. And he is going to visit you. He's going to give you what you need. Be encouraged. He sees all that you're doing. He's called you to do it. He's empowered you to do it. And you're going to do it successfully and without fail. Know that the Lord has you on his mind. Know that your labor is not in vain. I I, I really, I feel, I feel something's different tonight. Hallelujah. The weight of glory, hallelujah. Who you are, who you are in God has been hidden. Who you are in God hasn't fully been acknowledged or fully been seen. Who you are in God. But God has a day and an appointed time for the great reveal. And this is not to pump an ego, but I want to encourage that one that's on here tonight. Who you are to your company, to your corporation. I want you to remember Joseph, who was, hallelujah, who was put in the pit and who went through series of being hidden until God allowed him to be brought to the forefront. I don't know who, but I'm telling you now, if you feel like you're in a background place, if you feel like your time keeps passing you by, I want you to know there is an appointed time. You're not being overlooked, but God is hit, hitting you in a place. Because who you are in your corporation, who you are in the body of Christ, who you are, holds weight. Who you are has value. And when God opens that door, I just want you right now to prepare yourself. Let God fine tune some things. Let God tie up loose ends. Let God, you know, buff some areas in your life. Let God complete a, a work, a, a development in you. Because that time is coming. That time is coming. So just, just to be encouraged. Be encouraged and know God has you on his mind. The need that you are to fulfill. He knows. He knows. Let us pray. Father, we honor you tonight. We honor you tonight. We glorify you, O oh God. We give you all 
of the glory, all of the honor, all of the praise that is due unto your name. I pray that the words that were spoken tonight were all of your words and not mine. I pray, God, that the words that were spoken tonight were your thoughts. I pray, God, that the words that were spoken tonight, God, Lord, had your power, your weight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that had your love. Oh, God, that had your conviction, oh, God, that that reminded us, oh, God, that you are watching and you are with us and you count it all, oh, God. Everything we do from our hearts, God, you count it all. Everything we stretch out, oh, God, you count it all. Lord, we honor you because you are great and you are mighty, oh, God, and we want to be better, oh, God. And so I realize that you are perfecting us. Your work comes to perfect us, to develop us, to instruct us, to empower us, and we thank you on tonight for your empowerment. We thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father, for who you are. We thank you for imparting into us. We thank you for pouring yourself, oh God, for this time into our hearts, into our spirit. We thank you tonight, God, for rescuing us, God. Some of us were on the verge of giving up. Some of us were going to call it quits. Some of us were closing the book. Some of us were getting ready to walk away. But oh God, hallelujah, we thank Thank you because your word caught us in the nick of time. You caught us by the collar, by the neck, by the hand, Lord. And you put us back in posture. You put us back in the position. You put us back in right standing. You put us back in clarity, God. The chains and the strongholds of despair, confusion, and clutter have been broken and denounced in our mind. And we say thank you tonight, God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We honor you, God. Hallelujah, because you are good and you will always be good. Hallelujah. No matter what happens, no matter what comes or goes, God, you will always be a good God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, have your way, Lord God, in the lives of your people tonight. Look on every individual who is on this live tonight, right now, in faith, God. I touch, hallelujah, and agree with them. Oh, God, I touch and agree, oh, God, with your word for their life, oh, God. I touch and agree, oh, God, with every promise, oh, God, every purpose, oh, God, every person, God, holds value and holds weight, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. I come in agreement with your will for their life, God. I come in agreement agreement and I stand with them. Oh God, hand in hand, Lord God. I stand with them. Hallelujah. Against that adversary, the invisible one, the evil one. God has been talking to their mind. I command you, Satan, to shut your mouth. I command you, Satan, to leave them alone. I command you, Satan, to get out of their mind in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I ask you now, oh God, to set a ray. Oh God, the enemy's plans in the name of Jesus. I ask you, God, Lord, to stand in between Hallelujah, your people and the forces of darkness, oh God, and push back what the enemy is trying to overwhelm them with in the name of Jesus. Oh God, hallelujah. Yes, God, right now, oh God, I pray that you will give them peace through the night, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, that they no longer worry about the issues or the concerns or the problems. But God, when they wake up in the morning, that everything will be in order. Everything will be all right. Everything will be changed. Oh God, I pray God that whatever the quarrel or the, oh God, the frustration has come from, that you will cease it in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I pray that you will touch right now every person, oh God. Oh God, every leader, oh God, that's on the line. Every evangelist, every missionary, every, oh God, believer 
believer, every worker, every disciple, every saint, every mother, every father, every sister, every brother. For we are one body, oh God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, let there be unity tonight in the name of Jesus in your spirit. Oh God, I pray that you will tear down those walls. Oh God, that the enemy has put up before them. Oh God, to try to create, oh God, and bombard them, oh God, and keep them from the way, oh God. I pray that you will break through those walls, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I pray right now. Oh God, that you will continually order their steps, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I pray for divine healing in the name of Jesus. I pray for divine healing in the name of Jesus. I don't know, God, in every part of the body, mind, soul, and spirit, healing of the past, healing of internal wounds, healing, oh God, of depression, of oppression, oh God, schizophrenia, all of the things, God, that are plaguing this natural body, all of the things, God, that are trying to oppress your people, God. I, God, in the name of Jesus, declare healing right now in the name of Jesus, according to your word, oh God. Hallelujah, God. You will not fail and you will not lie and you will not come short of your word. Oh God, have your way, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray right now, Lord God. Straighten out these situations, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, on their jobs. Forgive us, oh God, if we have been acting disorderly, oh God. Forgive us for any misconduct, oh God. Forgive us, oh God, for our slack, oh God. Forgive us, oh God, for our behavior, Lord. I pray that you, oh God, strengthen us, Lord, to rise up to the occasion, Lord God, and be counted, oh God, worthy, oh God, to try again. In the name of Jesus, let them, hallelujah, let there be a transformation, God, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, let there be a transformation to take place, God, from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet, that our minds are changed, that our thoughts are renewed, that our outlook and perspectives are different, that they line up with your scriptures, God, to be sober, to be honorable, oh God, to be a servant unto you, Lord God, so that when people see us, they see you, when we open our mouth, they hear you, when we come in the room, God, your presence fills it, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we want to Oh, God. Hallelujah. Yes, God. In the name of Jesus, have your way, Lord. Have your way. Have your way. We repent, God, because we wanted our way. We tried to do things in our way, but Lord, have your way. We say yes to your will, Lord God. We surrender all that we have, oh God. Lord, and we come under your authority, for you are Lord over our life. It is you who we serve. Be exalted. In the name of Jesus, be exalted above all things, oh God. I pray that you would touch right now every person that they're connected to. Oh God, I pray that you would save, oh God. Save their families, God. Save our families, our friends, oh God, even our enemies, Lord. Save right now, God. Give them a mind to be delivered, a mind to be set free. Oh God, destroy addictions. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, Oh, hallelujah. Destroy the appetite, God. Hallelujah. For the drugs and the alcohol and the things that have us bound up, God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God. Take the taste out of the mouth, oh, God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God. Don't allow us to be, God, at peace until we, oh, God, cry out to you for deliverance. In the name of Jesus. God, have your way. We love you tonight. We honor you and we give you the praise, glory, and honor. It is due unto your name. We thank you for this night. Give us sweet sleep. Give us good rest. And rise us in the morning according to your will, Lord God. 
refreshed, renewed, and revived, O oh God, with confidence in who you are and confidence that we are everything you said we are and that we will serve you with all of our hearts. We love you, we glorify you, we magnify you. It is in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Mm -hmm.